Welcome to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast, the podcast for serious soccer players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their soccer careers. And now, here's your host, Matt Langoni. Welcome to another episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Today I'll be joined by Jennifer Epstein, one of the owners of Boston's brand new National Women's Soccer League franchise that will begin play in 2026. Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. This is uh, big news, obviously, that, that came out just a couple of weeks ago as we're, as we're talking today in, in October. Just a huge development for professional soccer fans in, in Boston, in New England. And how did this whole thing come about? How did you, I know you're part of a, an all-female group, ownership group with the franchise. How did this all come about? What were the steps that, that had to be uh, taken for you guys to get this franchise to Boston? And, and how much of a, of, of a process was it? That's that's a great question, and it's been a intense year, an exciting journey. We're really thrilled to have reached this point. So, yes, I am proud to say that right now our ownership group, we have a diverse ownership group, and 40% of the invested capital has been invested by investors of color and 95% women. The founding team is me and three other women, Amy Kwan Danoff, who is the founder and CFO of the Women's Foundation of Boston, Flybridge Flybridge Capital General Partner Anna Palmer, and a marketing and brand expert Stephanie Connaughton. And the four of us founders, we knew each other first as investors. We share similar ideas in our investment thesis, believing in with a core belief in the power of female-led and diverse leadership teams. And so it's a nat- was a natural extension of that, that we shared a belief in supporting equity in sports. And more importantly, really believed in this particular investment opportunity in women's sports and particularly the NWSL. I, I will say that the expansion opportunity, the, the seed was planted actually by Kara Nortman, who is one of the founders of Angel City, the team in L.A., She is now also the general partner of uh, the Monarch Collective, which is a private equity um, firm. The first, actually, that is entire thesis is devoted to investment in women's sports. And we are actually proud to be Monarch as first investment, our team here in Boston. Awesome. Now, the soccer aspect, was soccer always a sport that you were interested in? I mean, does that date back to you growing up? Or is that that a sport that you've always had a, a... a significant love for or what, what, what kind of brought you into that sport specifically? Well, so my family has a, a history in the sport. I did not play myself, but my husband played all through college, was captain of his division one team. Mm-hmm. And before going into the army, briefly played on the men's under 23 national team. I have two grown daughters now, 23 and 21. They both played quite a bit of soccer here in Massachusetts in the club scene and went on to play just club soccer in college. So, but, you know, the interest in, in really, it's an interest in the, in the National Women's Soccer League. I I think that part of my background, I think you perhaps know, is that I'm part of the Celtics ownership group. So I have been part of one of our storied franchises here in the city of Boston. And it's been a phenomenal experience. I've seen how that team really impacts the community on and off the court. And, and 
I am a diehard Boston sports fan through and through. I grew up here, grew up watching in particular the Bruins and the Celtics. But in, in any case, in terms of the, the women's sports, so, so as a sports fan, what is missing here in our city? We have these five-story franchises, but really seems like it's the right time and the right moment to invest as a city in a the next championship team that we can bring to this city. And when I thought about that, I do have an interest in soccer, but I have a particular interest in the National Women's Soccer League because I do believe that this league is positioned to be the best league in the world in the sport. And I also believe that the commissioner of the league, Jessica Berman, and the leadership in many of the franchises right now have come together with a plan to take this league to the next level for the players, for the teams, for the fans, and are putting in the investment and the time to do that. Sure. And I mean, I feel like it's been, this has been a thing that's been ripe for Boston for a while to, to get a women's professional soccer franchise here. What are stadium plans and, and home home venue plans? What, what, what are you thinking for those, uh, for that? And are there more things that have to be ironed out in, in the process of figuring out a home venue and all that stuff? So I'm really excited about our, our home venue and the model that we are presenting. And and again, I, I we would not be here today if uh, the mayor of the city of Boston, Mayor Michelle Wu, and her, her team hadn't believed, hadn't had the leadership and the vision to think through this with us. And so we are embarking on a public-private partnership with the city of Boston. We are going to refurbish and modernize White Stadium in Franklin Park. It is an existing 10,000-seat stadium um, with 10,000-plus with uh, a very rich history, and it's in need of investment and attention. And it'll be, I think, a very remarkable civic achievement. We will turn this stadium into a professional-grade stadium that will give our fans sort of the elite fan experience that they're used to here in the city of Boston. But beyond our 20 or so game days, you know, this stadium will be, you know, just a thriving um, location for the communities that already use it, the communities around the stadium, and for the students of the Boston Public Schools um, who will have access to a professional grade stadium as well. I mean, how how cool is that, really? Absolutely. (laughs) I would think in just having the venue in the city or right just outside of Boston, right there is, is got to be huge because that's something, you know, we've been talking about us soccer people around here is just having that team right in the city, right there to kind of rally behind and get behind like, like you do for all the other Boston professional teams. So, I mean, is that, that's going to be huge for you guys. Just have that right there in the city and attract the people. It's such a, such a diverse segment of the population right there to get to, to get to a, to a venue like that. Yes. I mean, if you look at the, map of Boston. Franklin Park is right in the heart of the city. And I think one of the things that our ownership group really believes in is the power of connection that you can get through sport, whether it's the athletes on the field or the fans in the stands. Sports presents a unique opportunity to make connections. And I think White Stadium is that in its geography. It sits at a place in the city it really connects 
several neighborhoods right around the park. Mm -hmm. And there is a really global and diverse community that lives around the stadium and, and soccer. It's certainly, it is a global sport. It's the world sport. And we want our fan base to be a reflection of, of that diversity that really lives within our global city of Boston and very proximate to the stadium itself. Right. It, the NWSL is just uh, on seems to be on a momentum high right now obviously with the front, with the coming off the women's world cup and and women's soccer just continues to grow and expanding the league and what have you seen from the league just o- over the last few years about their their growth and just just how you know how committed they are to just sustain the, this popularity of women's soccer and grow it even more well certainly you were correct in pointing out that global fandom around women's soccer is on the rise right And the league now for the second year in a row broke attendance records this, this year, four weeks before the end of the season. And if you, if you saw the numbers that just came out to see Megan repeat. Oh, I was going to mention that Friday night. We watched that at my, we were watching that at home. The the atmosphere was electric. It was unbelievable. It is, it is electric. And there seems, you know, there seems to be a, a hunger for, for women's sports right now. So, and you can see that the upward, trajectory of growth in the league. You can see that through this recent round of the expansion process. The Bay Area and Boston are putting in real significant investment in our in our teams and our facilities and our players. And you can look at Kansas City right now building a the first stadium purpose built for a women's team. So investment across the league is on the rise because there is a a, a true understanding that this investment is it's going to pay off and it's it's going to turn this this league there's greater visibility there's greater opportunity for sponsorship and and if we do this correctly we will be the the premier league in in women's soccer in the world do you view the mls as like a competitive entity with the nwsl or is that kind of just a coexisting entity where there's there they both can can blossom and, and coexist in, in a market and, and really just kind of feed off each other just the, the, with, with kind of giving soccer fans two outlets to, to follow and two, two franchises to follow. How do you, how do you, how do you view that? I very much view it as it, as you framed it, you know, in the latter half of that question. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the leagues I don't view as competitive and I, I view that, we can collaboratively just grow the interest in the sport in our country. And and here in the Boston area, I'm thrilled about a collaboration with the, with the New England Revolution and with their ownership group and team leadership that's involved with that team. They've been very supportive and and with the with the men's World Cup coming here in 2026, which mm-hmm. will be the at the same time that is our first season. Right. I think it's it's a great opportunity to collaborate and just grow the excitement around the sport here in the greater Boston area. That's a great point. What a massive year that's going to be when you have, you have a world cup here in, in with Foxborough hosting, you have a, a debut franchise in the NWSL in Boston. I mean, that's, I would think that it's got to give you hope. It always gives me hope as a, as a soccer person, someone who's a, a longtime fan of the sport that this, this sport is just such it's on such a continuous rise that it's just it's kind of almost like unstoppable <laughs> when you when you factor because yes. you remember the World Cup in 1994 it, it did wonders I mean the the Rose Bowl and the attendance that numbers that, that we had 
And now we're what, 30 years later or whatever it is. I mean, that's, it's going to give you a lot of optimism for where soccer is headed. Absolutely. I, in the middle of this expansion process, I was actually in, in New York City. Uh, I think it might have been the winter, staying at a hotel that I have frequently stayed at and, and was there for some meetings in and around this expansion process. And I came down in the morning on, I think it was a Saturday morning in New York City. And the hotel, this is the first time I've stayed there a number of times before I had, I had not seen this before. I came down and they had rolled TVs out into the lobby and they were just playing European soccer. And there was not a particularly, it was not a championship game day event. Right. It was just that there's enough interest that they had soccer just playing on TVs in the lobby. Right. Uh, and I was, I felt pretty excited about what I was in town to do, seeing that going on in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> How does your experience with the Celtics and your connection to that franchise, how does that kind of help you for this newest venture and in, in kind of going into a new league and going into it with a new franchise, a brand new franchise? How, how is that, has that prepared you at all for what, what you're about to embark on right now or what you're embarking on right now? Well, I think, I think it has certainly prepared me mentally, having had a front row seat for the past two decades into kind of the greater responsibility you have as an owner to the entirety of the city and then some. Right. And, and again, I think just also seeing how that team galvanizes the passions of our city. Right. And I, I, I think the ownership, the Celtics ownership group is phenomenal in in so many ways, the impact that they have. I was just actually at the Shamrock uh, foundation gala and just just seeing the community impact initiatives that they fund and support and then of course just seeing how they field a, a championship team a perennial contender how they try to embrace the city as a whole so and of course there are the celtics have been supportive and, and a, a resource for this whole journey through this process to get here for me and actually one of the other really Excellent things is that early on engaging kind of whether there was going to be corporate sponsorship interest. Some of the mm. first calls I made were some of the fabulous partners of the Celtics organization, and they immediately responded incredibly positively to the idea of this women's team's coming to Boston, which bolstered our optimism in going after this opportunity. As a side story, were you at the Garden for the the preseason opener the other night? I was not. Um, I was not. That that environment <laughs> for a preseason game for the Celtics that was a uh, yes. just on TV that looked like one of the well, most. My, uh, my, both my parents were there, and yeah. I heard I, I got quite a few texts through that game that when they shared their excitement. Yeah, yeah. In terms it's be of a great season, it, I think I think so too. I mean, it's 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 been great for the last few seasons it's that that championship's kind of the last piece and they got they have the roster for it that's for sure well i will say one other thing when you say so i was on the duck boats in 2008 with yeah. that team yeah. down boylston street so i am very much looking forward to riding on those duck boats <laughs> again with female athletes the focus of the celebration so right that's that's the hope that's the goal i was a i actually was Prior to this role, I was I was a basketball writer, so I actually covered I covered that 2008 championship run, and I was I was kind of I was young and kind of fresh out of college at that point. That and that was just a, when the, when the Kevin Garnett trade from the from the Kevin Garnett trade to the championship run, that was just a wild a wild ride. So this yeah, and the yeah. parade was awesome. 
The other thing, though, about what... So 2008, yes, we won the championship. But what I love about Boston and what I really look forward to is is we have such a passionate fan base here in this city. And we we show up, whether we're mm-hmm. winning, whether we're losing, whether we, we're rebuilding. And certainly the experience with the Celtics has 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 shown me that and and so that's what that's what we want to do here we just want to capture the hearts and minds of our passionate fan base and and see them come out we're gonna we're gonna build this through it with a championship lens and we want to field a team that's a perennial contender but we we want to build this team that really embedded in the fabric of the community so our fans so we build that similar kind of loyalty in our fan base sure do you in terms of like when the the franchise really gets going in 2026 do you do you expect a lot of like promotional type things i mean we have such a strong youth soccer presence in in massachusetts and beyond in all of new england i mean the club scene is is great i mean soccer has really blossomed as a sport in new england to the point where it's it's one of the strongest regions in the country in in terms of of what we how much stock we put into youth soccer and how many how many kids are playing do you expect any like promotional things to try to get um the youth out to games and try to attract young fans to games and things like that. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that starts now. Um, we want to get out uh, and already, already get out and, and, and enter the, the youth soccer scene here. Interestingly. So I guess when I think about what I, what I want from our fan base, we, we want, to embrace the incredible sports fans that are already here in the city of Boston. We want to embrace those sports fans that maybe haven't entirely found their place yet. And we want to welcome new fans that actually haven't realized that they are, are sports fans yet. I think that's what the power of, of soccer and this women's team can mean for the city of Boston. Right. And when you talk about young fans, certainly we want to, we want to engage a very vibrant youth soccer community here in Massachusetts and but interestingly, interestingly, the, the the demographics in the league right now, the average age is thirty six, hmm. and uh, it's about fifty five, forty five percent male, female. So we would anticipate similar demographics here in Boston. So it it'll be we certainly want to welcome that youth soccer community, but it'll be that and then some. Right. What will be the process in, or, or how will you decide on an official? team name for the franchise and, and a crest a crest or logo for for what for what the franchise will have how, when, when will that stuff come out or how are you going about coming up with that excellent question and so right now we do have a website nwsl boston mm-hmm. and fans should go on sign up we have limited merch actually already up there and so that kind of reflects an an interim brand because you are correct we have not yet come out with our team name crest and colors if you sign up in our window you can kind of follow along in that process and we hope to engage fans at certain points and during that process but we're we're just beginning that actually i'm going into new york city tomorrow to have another meeting with our branding partner and we're really excited about that process and rolling that out yeah, I imagine it right now. It's it's a lot of meetings for you. It's a lot of conversations with the fellow members of of the ownership group here. Is, are you? Is this just? Is this consuming? <laughs> is, I would I would think this would consume a lot of your time right now. Is this even though we're you know a few years away from the debut of the franchise? But is this a pretty you know rigorous uh, process right now for you? 
It very much so has yeah. been <laughs> super exciting, super invigorating. It was an unexpected opportunity. I can say that there is so, so prior to this, I am an investor and I was investing through my company, Juno Equity and female doing very early stage investing in female led and diverse founding teams. But I will say that of all the investment opportunities that come across my desk, nothing quite has made the sparks fly in the same way that this one did. And it has completely sucked me in wholeheartedly and about 110% of my time over the past year. <laughs> I just keep thinking about like the show Welcome to Wrexham. I don't know if you if you watch that at all with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney. And then <laughs> I'm just like buying a soccer team, but then what came with it and just like the, the <laughs> like almost like it was more, they bit off more than they could chew, but they just fell in love with it. And they just got, it was all encompassing and it was all they thought about. And I just, I, that's what I think about. It's just like when you're, when you're starting a franchise and, and all this stuff, it just has to be exciting, but also like, I don't know, is, is it overwhelming at all? Or is it like, or are you feeling pretty good? I mean, I feel great. It is exciting. Yeah. And, and yes, what, what I feel good because there's so much interest. There's been such an overwhelming positive response since we made our public announcement on, on City Hall Plaza with Mayor Michelle Wu on, on mid-September. And, and I feel good because we're going to bring on some really talented team members to help us build out this organization, both in the sporting side and the operations side. And we're just launching that process. And I am overwhelmed with the interest level. How about that? Right. That works. That works. <laughs> and, and you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned earlier that the, the your family's soccer history. So I imagine that they must be pretty excited too, members of your family with, with what's to come. And are they, are they kind of just uh, real, really, really excited, super excited about what's happening? Absolutely. I mean, they are first and foremost, my biggest fans. Right. And then of course they are soccer fans. So <laughs> that's the yeah, proper so order. That's, board. that's how it should be. You, <laughs> you and then soccer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, I know, I know you're busy and I know you got meetings tomorrow and a lot, a lot of meetings coming up, but we really appreciate you taking the time and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more as we get closer to the, to the debut here. That sounds great. I look forward to our next conversation. And absolutely, this is just the beginning. So follow along and we'll, I'd love to come back on and, and update you as we go. Absolutely. We will do that for sure. And we're, we're all super excited to see the franchise play in, in a few years. It'll, it'll be here sooner than we know it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks again to Jennifer Epstein for joining the podcast. I'm Matt Langoni. Thanks for listening. New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast is produced by David Yaz and is a Siemens Media Production. You've been listening to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Don't forget to 